What do you do in a post-scarcity uh, post world, in a post, uh, I guess in a world where you don't actually have to sweat or hustle to make a living anymore? What's going to become of you? Um, anyway, I was listening to the Uncommon Cast RX, and in talking about uh, Zero One Episodes 1 and 2, they mentioned that post-scarcity world and how sci-fi uh, sometimes uh, has the represents the fears of people being that they'll you know starve to death because they can't work, but... What about the opposite of that fear? What about when you're so affluent that you don't need to work because you have robots or androids who you can use effectively as slaves? What does that do to a person and uh, how great is that for them really? Uh, I'm not sure and I'm, I may or may not get more into that. Anyway, this is MJ, I love Tokusatsu and right now I wanna talk about Kamen Rider Zero One, Episode Five. This is MJ Loves Toku 18, Burning Otaku Passion. So, first of all, I'm going to be talking about what's new, and uh, this episode we have a new uh, corrupted, or mug ear, I should say, and uh, it's uh, some sort of stone fossilized shellfish thingy that drills through stuff. Anyway, it looks pretty cool. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I really do like the designs in the show, how simple they are for the mug ear, uh, how simple but effective they are. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, something else new is that uh, there's a shotgun attaché or briefcase weapon that Ames is going to be using. Who knows if uh, if uh, Heaton is going to be using one too, but I find it interesting that they have similar technology in the attaché cases being weapons as well. Anyway, um, Yaiba develops it and I guess she develops it because that seems to be what she does although we haven't seen her in a lab or anything which would be pretty cool anyway she has um, Fua tested out for her and it blows him away <laughs> as well as uh, damaging a part of the uh, manga artist in this episode uh, his place and it takes a chunk out of uh, well I think it kind of hurts the uh, the Magir and it almost hurts um, Aruto which is uh, interesting that the uh, that Fu was like so reckless, but maybe he wasn't reckless. Maybe it was more that it just had so much uh, kick to it that he couldn't really handle it. So anyway, that was kind of a neat thing. So next up in the uh, what's new section is I have some uh, pretty cool images of the uh, what was it burning tiger? I don't even know what it's called, um, but the tiger which has the fire or the power of fire. Um, I really do like this form. Uh, I think, oh hey, uh, you know, I was looking for on the sides of his head, where are the green hopper parts, but they don't seem to be there. I wonder if they slid somewhere else, or maybe they're, uh, did they get tucked into his shoulder pads or something? Because, um, looking at the suit this episode, thinking about how the, um, the hopper armor parts, uh, move around, I noticed that, uh, it looks like most of his chest armor or torso armor goes onto his back. Uh, so the hopper stuff goes on his back and, uh, you know, the other parts, you know, take the forefront and, you know, either look like a hawk or a shark or, sorry, I've got my, my baby boy here, um, and, or, uh, you know, a tiger in this instance. And I thought it was really funny that he was a tiger hopping through a flaming ring to do his final attack on this, uh, on this Magir. And, um, it's just kind of funny, uh. You know, not that I'm, not that I, uh, you know, dig circuses or whatever, but it's, uh, is it a tiger or a lion that traditionally in the circus would jump through a flaming hoop? Anyway, regardless, he does it here. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty dope finisher. Um, yeah, 
I guess that's all I really have to say. It just it looked really cool and I wanted to capture it. Uh, I really do like how creative all these finishers are. And this is only the fifth episode, but so far, I mean, they are relying pretty uh, heavily on uh, CGI to make these finishers more exciting, but that doesn't really bother me. I wonder if they're going to maintain it or if that'll drop off or if they figured out just the right way to do everything so that it balances out properly. Um, anyway, cool stuff. Uh, I really like the fact that he was shooting fire from his palms too. That was a great uh, addition, a great power that he had. And um, I just like it a lot. Oh, by the way, I thought Seiji Takawa was the... Oh, you know what? Looking at him from another angle, it looks like he does have the hopper mask on oh maybe that's on his upper arms i'm not sure hmm. i don't know where the rest of the hopper mask is but anyway i like tiger form it looks pretty cool um and i don't really have much else to say about it so uh, i don't think i'm going to talk about this next time or include yeah um i'm not going to talk about it next time uh the weird hooded um mitsuburoji nai dot net guy Sorry, I'm, I'm going to learn that. Uh, he attacks another uh, good Humagir and corrupts him and causes him to go on a rampage or whatever. Um, but uh, anyway, I mean, you get it. If you've been watching the show, you know they do this. If you, if you watched it, you, you saw how creepy and effective it was. And uh, I just wanted to highlight it one last time and say that I'm not going to be doing that anymore so I can focus on other stuff. Um, this time during the transformation uh, at the Manga Cause house, I was really impressed with how they did the shot of the hopper armor coming onto uh onto aruto and um i like the look we got at his undersuit i think it's pretty darn neat and uh i don't know i kind of like to see it expanded upon later in the future uh another thing that shotgun um the kong form of uh of, you know, fu's kong form is able to handle the recoil on it so he can use the shotgun and there's a really great shot of him and um you know flaming tiger or whatever uh together and he's doing a pose i was kind of expecting the um the uh, o's uh tiger pose and, and i'm glad they didn't do that one because you know that'd be repetitive but his tiger pose looks a little silly okay so another fun thing is there's you know this episode focuses on a mangaka his name is ishizumi and his logo looks very very much like the ishimori productions lo logo and for those of you who don't know i'm going to put it on the screen and it'll be included in the on the on the blog uh, ishimori productions is the company that ishimori ishinomori the creator of common raider cyborg 001 etc etc uh had that was his manga corporation and i think ishimori production owns the rights to all um, his other, basically everything he, he produced. Um, so that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, he, you know, where his, the eyes were, he used pens uh, with nibs and then um, somewhere in Ishimori's, uh, in the Ishimori production logo, there were eyeballs and in the uh, Ishizumi uh, one, there were eyeballs as well. So uh, just wanted to point that out. Like I said, I thought it was cool, um, but gosh, you know, overall, I really did like this episode, and let's see, I don't, like, I wanted the next section uh, to be talking about things that are coming in the future, and I wanted this section to be uh, focusing on all the things that were uh, new, or, yeah, all, all these are the new, so actually the next section is going to be stuff that's cool, and, you know, this episode dealt with the manga cost, so they ended up doing this really great thing where they had the screen broken up into manga panels, 
and you got reaction shots of Izu and Yaiba and uh, Ishizumi and then you I, I didn't capture the greatest image but you get to see um, Zero One hopping from one panel to the next while he's doing his attack on the uh, on the Magir and that was pretty pretty cool so I, I like that a lot uh, great visual I might steal that card um, for doing stuff here on the show um, but so you know Ishizumi's uh, failing his moral failing his loss of passion and his turning into a like cold calculating uh, guy who is willing to basically own Magir as slaves and drive them to the point uh, where they wear down and break down and he doesn't have any consideration for them uh, is pretty terrible and it relates back to you know my little um, you know moral questioning in the beginning of the episode and I like that they're raising the question um, and they pretty succinctly or neatly tie it up and have him moving on and being inspired or regaining his um, inspiration and refusing or not take or he takes on Magir or Humagir um, to do his panels, his backup, his background so that he can focus on the great action in the foreground and uh, you know that's a nice you know tidy way to um, to tie it all up and I guess I'm happy with that and then at the very end we get some weird thing with the uh, Mitsubishi.net guys and uh, I don't really want to talk about it one of them says he's the other's father and I don't know what that's supposed to mean I don't like it um, and then <laughs> kind of reminds me of Sailor Moon apparently what they're doing is they shouldn't be going after the progress keys they should be going after the extinct rise keys because they're going to use those to uh, gather enough battle data after battle data in order to resurrect the Ark or whatever and cause their you know robo-apocalypse so and that's kind of what's going on and I guess we'll see developments with that and him supposedly being the guy's son in the future. Uh, that's all for now. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm currently reviewing Spider-Man comics and writing original fiction you can find there. Uh, I am also covering uh, Ultra Galaxy Fight or Ultra Fight Galaxy, uh, which is an official thing from uh, Super Rare Productions on their YouTube channel. Um, so you can check that out. I'm going Ultra. Um, let me see. Oh, I'm a aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. And MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash mjlt. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this, subscribe and ring that bell to keep up with the latest in my quest to watch all Toku. Uh, check out my Ultraman show, Going Ultra, that I mentioned earlier, and my other channel, Swing Through Comics, where I review, you guessed it, comic books. And remember, folks, you don't have to yell henshin to be a hero.